Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Tommy Cairo. And when I walk down that aisle this Saturday night at the ECW Arena, I want each and every one of you to rise Get up off your feet and pay homage to my new manager, the Virgin Princess Angel. APB, American Protection Bureau, voted number one best on Long Island for all your security needs. Call 631-390-9050. That's 631-390-9050. APB. Good evening and welcome to Wrestling Rewind. I am your host, Angel Amoroso, and I am joined by my co-host, the Iron Man, Tommy Caro. Tommy. And this evening on Wrestling Rewind, we are going to go back to Wrestling Archives. And this evening, our focus is midgets. Just throughout time. Yeah, so that's an interesting one that you don't see covered a whole lot. I'm sure they, so, never, they, they felt like they feel like they didn't get, you know, their due should be mentioned, you know, just because we don't have a current midget, you know, group running around. Oh, no. Well, actually, we do. Uh, and we're going to find oh, out cool. about that as we cover uh, yeah. the midget Wikipedia. Yeah. Well, we're going to read yeah. about that as well. Okay. So. Midget wrestling is a professional wrestling involving dwarves of uh, people of short statute. Uh, its heyday was in the ni- 1950s and 1960s when wrestlers such as Little Beaver, Little Lord Littlebrook, and Ethan Her- Herzig toured North America, and Skylo Lowe was the first holder of the National Wrestling Alliance World Midget Championship. Wow, I didn't even know they had Yeah. In the following couple of decades, more wrestlers became prominent in North America, including foreign wrestlers like Japan's Little Tokyo. And there goes, uh, actually, Sagrada. Sagrada, yeah, on his way to the ring. Actually, I worked the AAA show with him oh, in yeah. New York during the 90s. Yeah, then they they replicated the bigger guys with the smaller ones. Yes, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, very interesting uh, stuff. So the attraction was very popular in wrestling promotions from the 1950s into the 1970s. Many cards included midget wrestlers and included tag teams and women's midget wrestling. Uh, television shows for promoters in various cities would frequently include midget matches. I remember Darling Dagmar. That's the only girl I remember, girl midget. Midget wrestling began to wean uh, from after WWF's WrestleMania three. Afterwards, promotions continued to feature midget divisions, but its popularity was slowly declining. By the mid 1990s, midget wrestling wrestlers mostly appeared in comical matches and segments rather than serious competitive wrestling uh, type matches in, in Mexico. This was not the case as wrestlers uh, Mascarita Sagrada uh, continued to compete in prominent Mexican promotions such as AAA and Conejo. Uh, thank you. Uh, by the mid 2000s in the United States, midget divisions once again be, were part of major wrestling promotions and wrestlers such as WWE's Hornswoggle were competing for and winning championships made for average size male wrestlers. Nice. Uh, so yeah, a big step ahead. The little people of America, the LPA have oh, criticized yeah. midget wrestling as reinforcing stereotypes that little people are no more than an entertainment. The LPA has frowned on the use of the word midget, in the name of sports, claiming that it is as offensive as a racial slur. Wrestlers do not always feel the same way. Many, include former WWE midget wrestler Hornswoggle, have said they take pride in the term due to its history in the industry and prefer the usage due to its marketability. So I guess it's okay for people of regular stature to wrestle, and it's not embarrassing to them. <laughs> so. Well, some, some of them like it and some of them don't yeah. you know just like with with any other terms uh referring to people of of you know different difference yeah. Yeah. so in the united states and canada uh the early history of midget professional wrestling had its uh the early origins in vaudeville shows of the united states in these shows comedy was an important as athletics uh the sport is also in in debate Indebted. Indebted to a professional wrestling's uh, carny origins, where a premium <clears throat> was placed on visual unusual, visually unusual. Uh, the heyday in 1949, Sky Low Low won a 30-man battle royal to become the winner of the first NWA World Midget Championship a singles midget championship promoted by the National Wrestling Alliance. Skyla Lowe was one of the most prominent midget professional wrestlers, had a longtime feud with Farmer Brooks. Uh, the 1950s have been called the golden age of midget wrestling. During that decade, Sky Lolo, Little Beaver, Lord Littlebrook, and Fuzzy Cupid all toured the territories of Canada wrestling in promotions such as Stu Hart's Stampede Wrestling, uh, the dominant promoter and booker for midget wrestling at the time was Jack Britton, who was uh, stationed in Montreal, Quebec, in Ontario. Larry Karabowski also promoted midget wrestling uh, shows in Canada. Sky Lolo and Little Beaver earned up to 15% of the gate proceeds wow. at the event. Wow, that's that's quite an accomplishment. The midget professional wrestlers had many gimmicks to attract audiences and revenue. One of Sky Lolo's gimmicks was an open challenge to any other midget professional wrestler to beat him in a two out of three falls match for a hundred bucks. Uh, he would also uh, turn himself upside down and balance on his head. The duo of Sky Lolo and Little Beaver even squared off in a match for Elizabeth II and King Farouk of Egypt. Uh, Sky Lolo also frequently teamed with Fuzzy Cupid in tag team matches. Meanwhile, Lord Littlebrook was credited as being one of the first wrestler, uh, wrestlers of any height to use aerial maneuvers in his match. In addition to North American, Littlebrook uh, wrestled in Australia, Japan, and Thailand. The midgets... Uh, 
also performed in Cuba prior to the 1950s, South America, Central America, England, Ireland, Scotland, and the countries on the mainland European continent. In the 1960s, Littlebrook trained other midget wrestlers, including Cowboy Lang. Female wrestlers, the fabulous Moolah, also trained midget wrestlers at her home in South Carolina during the female midget uh, wrestler, uh, Diamond Lil. I remember her, yeah. <clears throat> female midget wrestlers were popular in the 1960s and 70s, beginning in the mid to late 60s. Diamond Lil wrestled Darling Dagmar yeah. and... In the 1970s, Lil mainly feuded with Princess Little Dove. Other prominent female competitors included Sheila Johnson, Sherry Lamour, and Gypsy Rose. The women, as well as the men, competed regularly for promotions such as Georgia Championship Wrestling. There's the peak and decline. There's a, a picture of Andre the Giant yeah. from Midget Wrestlers, uh, Joe Russell. And Tom Thumb, right. That's, that's a good name for a midget wrestler. Yeah. Uh, midget wrestling continued to be popular in the 1970s and 80s with foreign wrestlers coming to the United States to compete. Uh, Little Tokyo, a Japanese professional wrestler, made his way into the National Wrestling Alliance in the 1970s. British wrestler Lord Littlebrook continued to compete, but he became a manager to uh, Jack... The victory. Oh, to Jack Victory and Rip Morgan in a world championship wrestling in the late 1980s. The World Wrestling Federation included several midget wrestlers on their cards in the 1980s at WrestleMania 2 in April 1986. The Haiti Kid appeared in the corner of actor Mr. T, who was in a match against Rowdy Roddy Piper on March 12, 1987. The WWF's WrestleMania 3 event which is considered a pinnacle of the 1980s wrestling boom, included a tag team match with midget wrestlers, Haiti Kid and Little Beaver, with average-sized wrestlers Hillbilly Jim defeating Little Tokyo and Lord Littlebrook with King Kong Bundy by disqualification. Wow. Isn't it when Bundy, like, slammed him? Yeah. So, yeah, during the match. But, yeah, Bundy slammed Little Beaver to the mat, uh, which broke his back and forced wow. him into early retirement. Guy Lolo was touring with the WWF in the 1980s. I didn't know that. Wow, that that's pretty mean, Bundy. Yeah. Uh, promotions such as World Class Championship Wrestling and Windy City Wrestling also had midget divisions during this time. Uh, Grand Prix Wrestling in Canada employed midget wrestlers, including Farmer Brooks, until it closed in 1992. And in late 1992, Canadian Claude Giraud signed with the WWF and teamed with the Bushwhackers in their feud against the Beverly Brothers, both of which teams were full-size wrestlers. Might as well be speaking English, uh, Spanish or another language to me when it comes to that. Okay. <laughs> we just missed all that because it was so cartoonish. Like, I couldn't watch it, you know? Right, right. So competitive midget wrestlers declined sharply in the United States in the early 1990s midget wrestlers began to show up more in more comedic roles which has been criticized by the little people of america as being thoroughly degrading and puts the little people out there as a sideshow and entertainment in these comedic roles the wrestlers appeared as miniature versions of existing full-size wrestling stars for example claude Giraud. Uh, continued his tenure in WWF by dressing as a smaller version of larger wrestlers. More prominent, uh, you know, was the his Doink, Doink the Clown character, who was the mini uh, Doink the Clown as Dink. Giroux appeared in 1994's WrestleMania 10 in a match where he teamed with Doink against Bam Bam Bigelow and Luna Vachon. He made another appearance at that year's Survivor Series, teaming with Doink and the two other midget wrestlers, Pink and Wink, in a right. match against Jerry Lawler and Lawler's minis, Sleazy, Queasy, and Cheesy. I remember this. In response to the growing popularity of using midget wrestlers as comedy, Lord Littlebrook, who was popular in the mid-1950s, stated, I'm disgusted. I really am. I want midget wrestling. I don't want midget comedy. So again, some of them were all about it, and but you some know, of them just weren't. Their arm to 
you go there. Yeah. You don't go. You don't go. And exactly. You know, look, I take Santino. He's a comedic. You know, take a bunch of guys that are regular size there. Comedy. You know, we know that. So I don't understand why it makes any difference. And they're forgetting the, the thing that this is like playing a part in a movie. So you'd be mad at them for playing a part in a movie. Exactly. Like they're getting work, you know. And that's what they should be worried about. Yeah. So in the late 1990s, the WWF and Mexico's AAA had a talent sharing program that allowed several Lucha Libre midget wrestlers to compete on a WWF television. Uh, these wrestlers included Max Mini El Torito, uh, Masquerita Sagrada, Mini Vader, and La Parquita. Uh, like in the United States, these midgets rest, these midget wrestlers played mini versions of WWF and AAA's full-size wrestlers. Sagarita, repackaged as a character named Nova, made his in-ring debut as a midget uh, wrestling match at Bad Blood in 1997, where he teamed with Max Mini against Tarantula and Mosaic. The midget wrestlers appeared on WWF Shock on Saturday night and WWF Monday Night Raw. The WWF midget wrestlers also appeared in matches at the Royal Rumble in 1997 and the Royal Rumble in 1998. World Championship Wrestling also had an influx of midget wrestlers in uh, the late 1996 period. Full-size wrestlers Mascara Sagrada wrestled in dark matches before Starcade in 1996 where he teamed with uh, Octagon Nico, mini version of Octagon, and defeated uh, Jerito Estrada and Parata Morgan. Morgan. Uh, The latter of which was also a little person uh, the next day, the teams faced again, and this time on WCW Nitro. Hmm. And there goes uh, Hornswoggle. There goes a shot of Hornswoggle from uh, the World Wrestling Federation in 2007. So on the independent circuit, there was an increased interest in midget hardcore wrestling matches and groups such as half pint brawlers began selling dvds and open for musical acts such as kid rock world wrestling all-stars uh, also included hardcore matches in 2002 to through 2003 with performers such as meatball to and puppet competing in matches uh, where they hit each other with trash cans and other foreign objects. In early days of total nonstop action wrestling, TNA and WA, uh, in 2002, the promotion included a hardcore midget wrestling division. Wow. <clears throat> Although the division was later abandoned at Victory Road in 2004, the company's first monthly pay-per-view, uh, Mascarada Sagrada defeated... Haririta Morgan. That might have been wrong. Sorry. In in 2005, the World Wrestling Entertainment, uh, WWE, announced the creation of Junior's division with their SmackDown brand, which consisted of wrestlers at uh, or below five foot tall. But it was discontinued in March 2006. Despite releasing many of the junior talent, they hired Dylan Prosty in 2006, which played a leprechaun character named Little Bastard, and later Hornswoggle, uh, who accompanied the Northern Irish wrestler Fit Finley to the ring. I remember that. Yeah. At the Great American Bash in 2007, he won the WWE Cruiserweight Championship and a a title normally held for a full-size male wrestler. Finley and Hornswoggle also challenged for the WWE Tag Team Championship at Night of the Champions in June of 2008. During his tenure with his company, uh, the midget wrestler the wrestlers employed in the independent circuit, including short sleeve Samson, were mm-hmm. thought were bought in to portray the mini versions of larger wrestlers who Finley was mm-hmm. 
working with. That's pretty mm-hmm. funny. In February 2000, the Micro Wrestling Federation, MWF, uh, wrestling promotion made up of entirely little people was established. The promotion featured both serious wrestling matches and more comedic aspects. In early 2008, the wrestling... Uh, Entertainment Shack booking agency acquired the MWF. After the acquisition, uh, the entertainment agency hired many new midget wrestlers, making the organization the largest midget wrestling show in the United States. Uh, The show can be seen nationwide with a tour scheduled for that encompasses the entire United States, Canada, and South America. The promotion usually books between uh, 150 and 180 shows per year. Where are they getting all these midgets from? uh, You know, uh, Pat Tanaka was working with a lot of these guys. He had his midget. Yes, he did. He had his own promotion doing this. Uh, I think that might be the one we just read about. Uh, In the 21st century, there has been a substantial controversy surrounding the sport. The hardcore wrestling troupe, the half-pint brawlers, simulated sex, uh, used staple guns as weapons, and performed using other hardcore antics in January 2008 during a Delta Upsilon fraternity event of Northwestern University. The event caused the fraternity to face disciplinary action. In August 2008, the female performers in the MWF caused a disturbance when they appeared topless in a bar in Canton, Illinois. In addition to the little people of America began uh, to frown upon the use of the word midget in 2007, considering it to be degrading, the wrestlers involved in the sport do not always agree with the assessment. Uh, citing the longevity of the sport and appeal of the term audiences. In 2018, Texas-based organization Extreme Dwarf Innators Wrestling, which has toured across the United States for many years, decided to tour England and Wales in the UK due to the explosion of interest in the UK wrestling scene. They inducted, instructed Wales-based agency Durgo media to assist with language, tone, and transitional issues and began to eliminate the word midget from all UK marketing material. At launch, the word dwarfinators was substitute on social media posters, advertisements, and banners. The restriction restricted growth association opposed the event and describing it as a freak show. The RGA's statement offended many in the wrestling community, such notable dwarfs in the community, such as James Luster, actor, former uh, dwarf game participant and uh, counselor, spoke against the organization, including former relatives of the founders of the RGA. Once three venues in England banned the dwarfs from appearing, uh, a legal case for discrimination was stated, quoting the Equality Act of 2010, Coyote Ugly Saloons in UK briefly suspended ticket sales while they took counsel on the matter. They gave uh, the event support. So in 2022, Major League Wrestling was announced. Uh, they announced their midget division. That was another promotion, mm. Major League Wrestling. In in Mexico, which they're huge in Mexico, yeah. uh, say his name, Mascarada Sagrada. Okay, is the more popular of the midgets in Mexico and has also been featured in World Wrestling Entertainment and World Championship Wrestling in the United mm-hmm. States. In Mexico, he has competed in AAA, uh, Senjo, say that. And a long list of independent promoters over the years. He debuted in CMLL, where he has uh, been patterned after popular luchador Mascara Sagrada, and given his name, which is in Spanish is Little Sacred Mask. During his first year working as Mascarada Sagrada, he made guest appearances in Puerto Rico, working for the World Wrestling Council. 
at their 17th anniversary show, teaming with Agualita Sir Lorita in a losing effort against the team of Pirata Morgan. Morgan and all right. This match was one of the early pairings of Mascarito Sagrada and Esperito, uh, a rivalry that would last for a decade and span uh, through several, several promotions. In the late 1990s, when midget wrestling in the United States began to decline in popularity, it remained popular in Mexico. In fact, prominent Mexican wrestling promotions um, CMLL created their midget division the year before 1989. In 1992, the promotion established its primary championship for midget wrestling, the CMLL World Mini Estrella Championship. Sagala uh, was the first champion. Mascarita Sagrada and Espectorito. Uh, continued their feud in AAA now with their newly created Mexican National Mini Estrella Championship in the 1990s. In January 1994, Expectra Quito became the first champion after winning a tournament uh, a tournament final. On November 1994, Sagrada and Octagonito uh, teamed up to defeat I can't read these. It's Espectrito. And Gerito Estrada on AAA's first pay-per-view event, When Worlds Collide, in 2002. AAA's established uh, the AAA Mascot Tag Team Championship, which was the tag team championship uh, held by full-size wrestlers. And, and his mini the initial were Mascara Sagrada and Mascarita Sagrada, uh, who held the title for approximately two years before losing it to El Albergite. Al Albergite and Kuja. Okay. The latter team uh, held the championship until April 2009 when they left the promotion and the title was vacated. I got, I got a kick out of that term. You always hear. In a tournament final, which means it ne never happened, and they're just going to give the kids a belt because the other guy left. <laughs> More than likely, yes. Uh, championships and accomplishments. So, Skylo Low, uh, Marcel Gouthier, uh, who was the National Wrestling Alliance first world midget champion, uh, Little Beaver, uh, Lionel Gourgeau, Gourgeau, all right, Lord Littlebrook and Fuzzy Cupid all have been inducted into the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. In addition, other awards were developed for the midget professional wrestlers. For example, Pro Wrestling Illustrated presented a Midget Wrestler of the Year Award annually from 1972 to 1976. I don't know why they stopped that. Uh, I guess the because they stopped using them a lot, maybe. No. The National Wrestling Alliance promoted the NWA World Midgets Championship from 1949 until wow. 1999, so they still use them. Uh, yeah. Little Tokyo held the title more than any other wrestler with a total of three reigns. There was also a World Midget Tag Team Championship, which was uh, held by such as Little Tokyo and Lord Littlebrook. Uh, there are also several Mexican midget titles, including the AAA World Mini Estrellas uh, Championship and Mascot Tag Team Championship. The Say That For Me, Tommy. Right, World Estrella Championship, Mexican National Mini Estrella Championship, and the World Wrestling Association's Mini Minis Championship. Oh, nice. So they, they do have a lot of titles. Uh, now we're getting to notable midget wrestlers. Cowboy Lang, real name Harry Lang. Uh, let's see, was a midget professional wrestler known as Cowboy Lang. He was born in 1950, died in 2007. There goes the little guy. Huh. Is that bad to say little guy? Nah. Okay, there he goes. <laughs> I'm looking for Frenchie Lamont. That's what I'm looking for. We'll see if he All comes right. up. So then we got Katie Glass, 
who was born in 1944. She's a retired. Diamond Lil was her ring name. Let's see. Katie Glass. Okay. Not too much uh, yeah. on Katie Glass. Then we have, let's see, a Spectrito. Okay. Uh, Perez, Mario Perez Jimenez uh, was born 66, died in oh. 2016. Mexican wrestler Mini Estrella Luchador, or a mini professional wrestler best known under the ring name Expectrito. You say it. Expectrito. Uh, Jimenez worked for World Wrestling Federation as Mini Vader and El Torito between 1997 and 1999. Jimenez was the first ever Mexican national Mini Estrella champion and IWC World Mini Estrella champion. Jimenez was originally in uh, MMS uh, or a mass wrestler under the Expectrito name, lost it. Uh, to uh, Sagrada in a Lucha de Episode, okay, match, a bet match where each wrestler puts his mask on the line. Mm. And, yeah, okay. So he was a mini version of uh, Lucha. Right, right. So he was a mini version of the bigger one. So here and here's Expectrito number two was a you know mini luchador midget wrestler who worked mainly under Expectrito number two, Alejandro's twin brother. Oh, Alberto wow. was also a midget professional wrestler who worked under. Could you imagine that? Worked under yeah. the name La Parquita. Yeah, so it's Alejandro La Parca. Yeah, and Alejandro had another brother, Mario Perez Jimenez, who worked as El Spectrito. Uh, Alejandro was most famous for working Mexican professional wrestling. Triple uh, A, International Wrestling Revolution Group, uh, the Mexican Independent Circuit, as well as working for the World Wrestling Federation, where he was billed the mini Mankind, a oh. uh, miniature version of Mankind, Alejandro uh, of his twin brother were both killed on June oh 29th in a double murder. Who would kill them? Wow. I guess That's... maybe you get in trouble too, huh? Yeah, pretty horrific. There he goes yeah. right there. Wow. But it's off. Look like a midget, really. Nah, nah. He just looks like a, you know. Like a Mexican wrestler. Yeah, a smaller guy. And then we, that's tragic. Then we move on yeah. to. Farmer, I wonder how they died. I'm going to look that up. Look up. We have Farmer Brooks. Uh, Clifford Frazier was a Canadian wrestler, midget wrestler, uh, known as Farmer Brooks, and was a major participant in Grand Prix wrestling throughout the 1980s and a longtime rival of Sky Low Low. Before attaining worldwide famous status, Farmer Brooks uh, wrestled with different organizations. Nice. And then we move on to Fuzzy Cupid, Leon Strap, uh, sometimes spelled Leon Stop. That's weird. Mm. Uh, let's see. He was born in 1928 and died in 1976. He was an American midget professional wrestler known as Fuzzy Cupid during his career. He was the frequent tag team partner of fellow midget wrestler Sky Lolo. And there he goes right there. He's one of those. Wow. Some of these guys had like regular sized girlfriends and stuff too. Oh, yeah, and hot ones too. Yeah. Really hot. And then we move on to the Haiti kid. Raymond Kessler is a Haitian retired wrestler who uh, he, he has dwarfism and wrestled under the name Haiti kid in the World Wrestling Federation. There's Haiti kid right you there. Been SD's mini. S.D. Jones. You could have been S.D. Jones' mini. Yes. Yes. Great idea. And then we have Hornswoggle. Uh, Dylan Mark Posty, uh, who was born in 1986. Wow, he's young. Yeah. Is an American retired professional wrestler, best known for his time in WWE under the ring name Hornswoggle. He debuted in WWE in 2006 and allied with Finley. Hornswoggle won the Cruiserweight Championship in his first stint and was revealed as Vince McMahon's bastard son oh and was exposed to anonymous Raw general manager who was controlled uh, the Raw brand from 
June 2010 to July 2011. He also competed in Impact Wrestling. So, Boy, that's some gimmick to say that he was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had quite the run there. There is no limit to what they'll say. And then we have Kimonito and his, or Quemonito, born in 1967. He's a Mexican wrestler or a masked professional wrestler mascot currently working for uh, Mexican professional wrestling promotion, uh, CMLL, portraying a tech, a good guy uh, wrestling mm -hmm. character. Uh, Monito's real name mm -hmm. is not a matter of public record as it, is often the case with mass Mexican wrestlers that have their private lives kept separate from wrestling fans. And, you know, he's worked for CMLL and used his role to fill uh, Tenablis under Tenet, the name. Yeah, that's another, I think, all size sure as, you know, it's okay. So, all right. So this is a depiction of him. Hmm. It's a drawing of him. I don't know why they yeah. just have a, a real picture, but okay. And then we move on to Laura Paquita. Alberto Perez Jimenez was Mexican wrestler luchador who worked for a mini Estrella division from 1990 until his death in 2009. He was best known under the ring name La Paquita, having used the ring name, uh, having used the name in a ring at AAA, the Mexican independent circuit, and Shakira in the United States. His older brother, Mario, and twin brother, Alejandro, also wrestled under the names uh, at Espectro at number one and two, respectively. On the answer. Uh, both twins were killed by prostitutes in Mexico. Yeah. Wow. So I guess we don't have to look that up. All right. Like I said, they, just, they get in trouble just like regular-sized people. Yeah, but I mean, a, a couple of prostitutes, what, just rolled them and then just had to kill them too? Yeah, That's horrible. And then we move on to Little Beaver. Lionel Gouraud, yep. born in 34, died in 95, uh, was a midget who was best known at his name, Little Beaver. His most notable appearance was in a six-man tag team match at WrestleMania three for the World Wrestling Federation. And there goes that guy. Look at him with his little legs yep. crossed. That's something. Who's one of the ones <laughs> that didn't have that same, like, distorted-looking body? Like, there were some of them that were just short that didn't look as weird body-wise as midgets normally do. Then we got this Claude Garreau here. Uh, again, all right, born in 56, is a Canadian-born midget wrestler whose career spans over 20 years. Wow. He's still active as a Canadian independent circuit. Uh, Garreau's biggest exposure came when he performed as Doink the Clown, sidekick, Dink, in the World Wrestling Federation between 1993 and 1995. Outside of his stint as Doink the Clown, uh, he also performs in WWF as Tiger Jackson in the mid-80s and as the Macho Midget in 1990s. So they don't have a picture of him here, but uh, I, I think we're all you know, familiar with him. I think he was like the little Hulkster yeah. and all yeah. as well. So Jackson, yeah. yeah, pretty interesting. And then we have a little Tokyo. Help me out with that name, Tommy. It looks like Sh Shigeru Akaban. We'll take it. Best known under his ring name, Little Tokyo, was a Japanese professional midget wrestler who competed in North American promotions from 1970 into the 1990s, including appearances for American Wrestling Association, AWA, National Wrestling Alliance, NWA, and the World Wrestling Federation. Most notably appeared in WrestleMania as a uh, Okay, Lil in a mixed tag team match with Lord Littlebrook and King Kong Bundy against Hillbilly Jim and the Haiti Kid and Little Beaver in 1988. He held the NWA World Midgets Championship uh, at, at, on three occasions. Look at this guy. Yeah, Little Tokyo. I remember him. Yeah, he's intimidating. Yeah. He's 70 years old now. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then we have, say his name, please. Mascarita Dorada. 
All right. And uh, Little Golden Mask was born in eight, 1982. The ring name Mexican luchador El Mascada or mass professional wrestler who works in the mini Estrella division. Uh, comparable to midget wrestling, he's also known for his tenure with WWE under the ring name El Torito, Spanish for the Little Bull. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's great. That was just in November of 2013. Yeah, wow. So he's still running strong. Okay, and then we got this meatball. I was interested to see who this is. Richard Ellinger, born in 1970, better known by his ring name Meatball, is an American professional wrestler who is signed to Micro Championship Wrestling. I want, I've seen him. Yep, I saw that show. I remember that. Okay. Hogan had something to do with producing that. Yeah, I think that was the one Pat Tanaka was training. Yeah. As, as a matter of fact. Then we have Micro Man. Uh, born 1998, the ring name Mexican mass professional wrestler Luchador. Um, MS, say Tommy. Oh, I'm sorry, we're, we're, but a masquerado, a masquerado in Spanish, uh, who worked for the Mexican professional wrestling promotion, uh, CMLL. Microman has dwarfism and completes in CMLL's little people. Uh, exclusive Micro Estrella's Micro Stars division. He's the son of Kimanito, uh, also a little person who works as a mascara in CMLL. His real name is not a matter of public record, you know, as most fans are. Look, 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 look at this guy. He, he's like a little I mean, baby. He really is small. Oh, shoot. Uh, that's, yeah, young. that's. 98, 2008, 2008. Yes. So really, he is a baby. Yeah. And then we got Mai Ji, uh, who was born in 1969. He's a Mexican lucidor midget currently working for, uh, you know, CMLL mm. promotion, where he portrays a heel known as Rudo in Lucha Libre, the antagonist of professional wrestling. He is one of the competitors in CMLL's micro Estrella micro star division where he competes with and against other wrestlers with dwarfism. And there he goes. He looks kind of. Yeah. He might be a bigger one of the bigger ones. Yeah. He looks like he could be at least five foot tall from what I'm saying. Uh, And then we have mini Abismo Negro. He was born in 1978 Mexican ring name uh mini Estrella he were right, he works in the mini Estrella division uh for AAA mini Abismo Negro is a format two-time Mexican national mini Estrella champion and the former AAA world mini Estrella champion the only wrestler to hold both titles uh, Mini Abismo Negro's real name is not a matter of record. Yeah, yeah, we know, we know. Uh, okay, no picture of him either. So I guess they won't give the the name or or a picture. Yeah. Really a mask anyway. Yeah, right. Then we got the Mini Psychosis. Uh, Enrique Del Rio, born in 1966, is a luchador, a midget, worked for AAA. And Mini Estrella Division since AAA was founded in 1992. Del Rio currently works under the ring name Mini Psychosis, is a smaller version of Psychosis 2, and is a former AAA World Mini Estrella champion. Until 2008, he worked for uh, Harito Estrada, a smaller version of the wrestler Jerry Estrada, as Estrada Del Rio has held the Mexican National Mini Estrada Championship once being the shortest reigning champion in the mm-hmm. title's history working in the mini division does not automatically mean that he has dwarfism oh. as several rest short wrestlers work in the mini division including Enrico Del Rio wow check that kind of not fair yeah. but okay I thought it was just something for just for them they might just might have not have enough right okay and then we have Octagon Ganito. Okay. I was close. <laughs> Born in 1974, is a Mexican uh, mass 
wrestler, works in many Estrellas, many stars division, the Mexican independent circuit. He is the first wrestler to uh, work as Octagadicito with uh, as, as with Triple giving the same ring character to second, uh, uh, you know, Octagonisto. When the original one left the promotion in 1995, his real name, again, not a matter of public record. He has worked for, uh, let's see, CMLL, WWE, WCW, New Japan, Pro Wrestling, and a slew of smaller promotions working in the mini division. Uh, This does not necessarily mean that he has dwarfism, as wrestlers can be a part of. Yeah, okay. So well, he it's like he might just be a short guy. Yeah. I don't think they should be able to do that. Yeah. Then we have El Galito. Let's see. He's a Mexican luchador, currently works for CMLL, where he portrays a face known as Technico in Lucha, the protagonist of professional wrestling. He is one of the competitors in CMLL Micro Estrella's Micro Star Division where he competes with and against other wrestlers with dwarfism. He's he's a little guy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And that was just in 2018, so he's still uh, in, in, in the game. So go ahead. Say that again, Tommy. <laughs> go no seat. Octagon yeah. Rosito. That's it. Works for AAA. He's in Mini Astral Division. He's the second wrestler to work under the ring under that ring name, being given the name uh, uh, by after the original left AAA, and he still works under that ring name on the independent circuit. So he's another one who yeah. is Parking just up. you know just a short guy though. Yeah. And may not be a midget. Right. Just he qualifies because he's little. Yeah. And then we have a per, per- Morgan. All right. Raimundo Rodriguez, born in 69, died in 2018. He was, uh, let's see, his ring name was the yeah, Perito Morgan. He also worked as a, a in Mascarado or a mass wrestler under. The names Battalion, Payasito Rojo, and Coquito Rojo. Something uh, red. Rod- okay. Rodriguez was one of the first wrestlers to compete in Mini Estrella's division in Mexico, a division where both dwarf wrestlers and wrestlers of short stature uh, competed, often portraying a smaller version of a regular sized wrestler. Rodriguez performed as a smaller version of Parita Morgan. From the beginning of his career until his wow. death, Rodriguez's brother was also a mini Estrella known as, under the ring name Espanito. Okay, he is not related to the wrestler Pararito Morgan Jr. Okay, and then we have Tazuki, sometimes spelled Suzuki, I don't know, is a Mexican mini. Uh, works for many Estrellas in the division of Mexico. Throughout his career, he has worked for various uh, under various name, ring names. And you're going to have to help me with this. Yep. Uh, Mascarita Sagrada, uh, Mini Ray Mysterio Jr., and Max Mini. So Tsuki, that's where we're at. Has worked. Okay. Uh, he worked for AAA, World Wrestling Federation, and a variety of special appearances for independent promotions all over Mexico and the United States, Europe, Japan, and currently works for CMLL. Uh, his real name, yeah, again, <laughs> we, we, uh, he, like, like, giving, like giving us his name would make any difference. We, he's got a mask on anyway. Crazy. Okay. So they say he might not qualify as, as, but he looks like he's a dwarf. Yeah, I, I think so. I think he qualifies. And yeah. then we got little the little show, the redneck brawler Jacob Brooks. Now I can't click on that because it it doesn't have any any reference okay. for him. So um, yeah, I I think it's I I think it was interesting. Yeah. Focus on the midgets past and the current. 
You know, it's important to give, they're a part of the business and it is very important. I, when I promoted shows, I used midgets. Uh, I did, Uh, you know, Martine and Frankie third degree burns uh, in the tag team match back in 96, which, you know, was, it was a bit messy, but the crowd was entertained by it. Midgets are always that, little special something extra in a wrestling show that you know if you're a fan you look forward to because you want to see everything you want to see the men the women and then you want to see the midgets it's a special attraction that especially the children you know because they're about the same size and it's like it's it's a different element of wrestling that makes it like even though they don't want it to be comedic either way it's going to be but it's fun way that it's it's for the family and it's like even the hardcore stuff like you could see past the violence that they're putting out there to to see that you know this can be presented to children actually yeah and they're not very good they're very talented really good i've seen things that are amazing yeah i've i've learned a, a lot about midgets and and the the roster of different midgets that there are. And the the fact that we could even say the word midgets is, you know, amongst other wrestlers who are not insulted by that word uh, being a slur and or a derogatory form. So we tributed tonight on wrestling rewind, the midgets of professional wrestling. And I hope that you've all enjoyed it. And I know I've learned a lot, Tommy. Yeah, absolutely. I just don't know where Frenchie Lamont was. I don't know. I got to call these people again. I know there's, uh, there's a a lot of information. There's a lot of midgets that are not on that list that we would have liked to have seen on the list. And as we see, sometimes lists are not completely complete, but we'll get to it in later episodes. It will pull it up and anyone that we missed will be just thrown in there as, we begin uh, as we continue to rewind wrestling episode by episode and teach you every bit of everyone's role and everything that you know from a to z the parts that everyone has played in wrestling their importance in it and the facts of the history of professional wrestling so tuning here into wrestling rewind is going to give you a wrestling education like you've never had before and uh i I hope you've enjoyed the show for this evening tommy i hope you've also enjoyed Yes, and hope that you'll all join us back here next week on YouTube, uh, Monty and the Pharaohs YouTube. And uh, make sure to like and subscribe, and you'll get notifications of when our shows and other shows on the network will be on. Uh, so please get over there and subscribe to Monty and the Pharaohs YouTube, where we will be on every Sunday at 7 p.m. sharp. So catch us every Sunday there. And for myself, Angel Amoroso, and my co-host, the Iron Man, Tommy Cairo, have a nice night and a nice life. Good night.